and thank you for your, your prayers, your poems, your thoughts as we prepare for this evening, our beautiful new series called Divine Advent Adventures. And my co-hosts, Francois and Miriam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good. Yes, Padre. Did you like how Catherine introduced you? Did you put your hats on and your degrees and ready to go for this evening? I had my fingers in my ears. <laughs> la, 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 la. La, la, la. <laughs> Beautiful. So this is a brand new series, and I'm really excited about this one also, as previous ones. And I'm just amazed at what the Holy Spirit brings through as calling a title, a theme for this series, Divine Adventures, just like my ears or heart lights up because just a past week I celebrated 40 years in the ministry so I have all these years of, of collective stories to tell and there's still so many to tell and but it, this gives me an opportunity of sharing part of my life my ministry with those who are participating but Miriam and then also Francois divine adventures what does that mean to you or how did that settle in your spirit when you first were invited and then where does the Padre want to go with this? So Miriam, I'll start with you. What is, were you curious? Yeah, the topic itself was really right on, I would say. Like it was really like you really tune in to what people need and where they're at. And I, I felt like it just started a really big healing process for me, actually. And I'm still in the midst of it all, but it's been really profound and beautiful. And, and there's just so many remembrances and connections that I'm, that I'm being re reminded of in terms of like points of connection throughout my life and um, ways that I've been able to access the, you know, spirit when I didn't realize maybe I was, and it's, it's mm -hmm. been very eye opening, and I'm very grateful that you've given me this opportunity to have this exploration. Well, you're very welcome, of course. And that all goes to the Holy Spirit because I get the title. Then I say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to co-host with? Everything is a process and it's a listening process because I could get one and then wait, wait until the next one pops in. So it is about listening, hearing, and then responding to what the Holy Spirit desires for me, for me as a person to learn but then also to help teach, to set some patterns for people that they can adjust to. So beautiful, Miriam. How about you, Francois? What does what was Divine Adventure for you? And did you go, yoo-hoo, hit the right one? Or is I all know, there he goes again. Uh, when, I, when you let me know about uh, this invitation, but uh, more specifically about the, the subject, I knew you were listening to the voice of God. I felt the presence and I knew it was ordained and immediately I knew, yes, of course, this is some other subjects may not be for me, but this one definitely, because the adventures, as you know, that I have uh, so many thousands of stories of absolute adventures, but what I learned is that they're not really, they don't really touch very deeply unless, uh, for me at least, it is a divine adventure. And what does divine adventure mean? It means... The difference is prayer. You add prayer to your life and everything becomes a divine adventure, meaning that you're now traveling with the best friend you could ever have, you know, God, Jesus, 
by your side. Yeah. <laughs> I want to travel with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's beautiful to hear the enthusiasm between Miriam and Francois because of the subject matter number one. Besides sharing our hearts, our journey with our spiritual family, because to me, it's about our testimony really will touch others and hopefully enter into a different place than we all are experiencing today. Because I want to go deeper. I don't know about you, but I want to go deeper in this walk with the divine. And so if you tuned in, which I know you have, you're already at the right place at the right time. So with that said, Francois, could I ask you to open our series with prayer as we do with all of our Celebrating Life events? Yes. Well, thank you, God, our Lord. Thank you. Thank you for making this space for us, this container, for your divine presence to be experienced right here and right now. Every single person who has showed up here May this person's highest intention and highest path be revealed, blessed, or healed during this time together. Thank you for helping break down our resistance to experiencing you right now. That gift, this meal that you prepared for us, giving us the daily bread, our daily spiritual bread through Padre's words and the present that's already here. So thank you, God, for all those gifts for all the things and the non-things that you have created and the ones that didn't need to be created because they were already here in you. Thank you for touching our hearts and waking us up to your divine nature. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, Francois. Even with the picture of the butterfly, about the, the cocoon opening and the freedom that is in knowing in the unknown as each of us enters in, in our own way, you know, whether it's today, tomorrow, next week, but you're here tonight, you're here today in order to discover the more. Really about going on a divine adventure. And the three of us have decided that we're gonna share our hearts, our journey with you, but we want you to come along. We want you to get excited about what we experience and maybe with the possibility that you and I could expand and have the same or even greater than. When Jesus was here on earth, he says, greater miracles will you do when I go to heaven, when I go up. And it's true because of the multiplication of what Jesus has done 2,000 years ago. We as followers of Christ also decree, also command healings to take place. And they're happening on a daily basis. And my goal, my opportunity for each of you is to take the principle and apply it to your life and watch those miracles happen your divine adventures on your own so this was an unusual topic that the holy spirit gave me uh, how does escape play a part in divine adventure well let me just give you maybe a place in my world <laughs> when i get challenged with a thought from god or another person. It used to be like Ron Roth, who was my mentor for 28 years. And so he would tell me things to do. And it's like, something's like, I don't really want to do that. Or you hear the voice of the spirit. And all of a sudden, I'm hungry. I need a bag of chips, or I need to go to Starbucks and, and don't allow the information to come. To me, that's the escape. And it's in a negative way. 
but there is an, also an escape in God that positions us to get off the path, off what we think we know or want or desire, but actually to place us in the unknown and we leave our natural world. We leave what is familiar to us and enter to a different ground, which is to me of the spirit. And to me, that's what the escape is. Escape into God, escape into this divine plan that only God and you are part of this walk tonight. And for me, that's really what I want to have an encounter with you. Let's escape your life today. There's a saying that I say often is place our life on the altar. Abraham and Sarah, characters in the scriptures, had no children, but they desired a child. And God promised Abraham that he would have a child and his descendants will number all the stars in heaven. Well, for what, three years, five years, that didn't happen. So Abraham and Sarah decided to do something on their own, said, God didn't give us a gift. Sarah says, I'll just let you sleep with one of my maidens. And they had a child. And it's like, well, that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was it's faith. It's the unknown. And they decided to do it on their own. And that was a call a no-no. <laughs> and I think it was three years later that finally they gave birth. Sarah gave birth to a son, Isaac. And it's interesting because that was a promise of God. And as I was reading that scripture today, again, I thought about that great escape that we all do is like, I finally got my giftings. I finally got what I thought God promised me. And I don't want to say we kind of get puffed up because now we're familiar with it. Now we're writing with it. We're having success. And then all of a sudden God says, give up your gift. Like Abraham, he told Abraham to put his son on the altar, Isaac on the altar and sacrifice him to him. Now in the real world or our world, this is, that's crazy. But God, what is God asking you to set on the altar tonight? Maybe your prized possession. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your finances. For us to do that, we have to escape into the arms to the love of God. And my friends, that's a large leap if you're not used to stepping into that realm. But there is a saying. I love to start with a scripture because scripture is a promise. Scripture, it's written for us to apply to today. In Ephesians 1, 11 through the 14, it talks about it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. So it really basically says that I need to place my hands into the creator's heart. He created us. He knows us by name. But we have to actually give back that gift to him. And to me, this Ephesians, it's extraordinary because it talks about he predestined us. He guaranteed us life eternal with him. Now, if we never made that commitment to Christ, then this does not apply in your life. But if it does, and I assume it does because you're on a call, or it's an invitation to accept Christ, Jesus says, Lord, then those doors of opportunity present themselves. And that, my friend, is a relationship with Christ. So it's an open invitation for each of you to go 
and just dwell among the present moment of the saints, the sages, that each, each of them are willing to help us fulfill our lives, our life's purpose. Now in this Ephesian quote, this is something I discovered and it kind of leaped out at me and I just said, thank you, God, because I'm not one to do A, B, C, D, E. It just doesn't cal calculate my world. But when it showed up like this, I said, thank God, people are gonna think I'm intelligent. This is a good thing. So I say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me this quote. Because I really believe, because it's about your divine essence. And so let me just briefly go through these because I think it's very important because if we align with Ephesians 1, 3 to 14, there's all these divine blessings in it. Remember, we're on a divine adventure tonight for the next three weeks. So why not enter into, number one, a divine election? God picked you. You're on our call. You've already been chosen. Divine predestination, which Ephesians talks about. God knew us before we were born, and he planned a life for us and a mission for us if we align ourselves with the creator of the universe and see divine grace. This is what we're living in today. This is what is brought on Zoom in our community. It's about allowing God's grace, God's love, God's mercy to just wrap his or her arms around us and it'll just encounter the holy of holies. The blessing of salvation from Jesus is divine redemption. We are made as sons and daughters of the Christed one. And what better relationship that can be. Divine forgiveness. Jesus gave actually one prayer in the scriptures. It was called the Our Father. And within the Our Father, if you're familiar with it, it says, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. Doesn't that sound a little conditional? Jesus gave us a choice, which is an amazing gift in itself. But it says, if you don't forgive others, then I won't forgive you. But wow, that's a, that's a humdinger. <laughs> and you say, well, I forgive. But is it just words or it's actually actions of a place in the heart? So that's really a divine grace right there, divine forgiveness. And what I've actually discovered, if I may extend that comment, forgiveness comes from God. If I try to forgive you that has hurt me, I'm still carrying all the pain. So I need to ask God, Jesus, to help me to forgive that person because it's nothing's in it. My ego's in it. I want a revenge. I want to get even. And Jesus, I want compassion and mercy. And so if I offer it up, place it on the altar, God, help me to forgive then divine forgiveness flows just naturally. And I've experienced that so many times. Yes, I was an angry person. I was an unforgiving person. But today I can say I'm forgiven and they are forgiven with no hostility. Divine illumination. Now these are divine encounters that just illuminate. Some of us, when we're prayed for, I'm sure most of you have been prayed for, whether it's laying on of hands, a word of knowledge, that we get these, call it images or colors or reflections or maybe see things beyond the realm of this earth. These are illuminations that only come um, from that essence of Yeshua. And then divine economy. How many of us desire more in our bank account, more in our relationships? Well, in God's economy, God is 
And so he has everything available to us. So if we enter into this holy place called divine essence, this Ephesians 1, we can actually enter into a place of divine light. And the last three is blessings of salvation from the spirit, divine inheritance. If we are planted in Christ, we are guaranteed to spend heaven eternity with the God, the Father, God, the Son, the God, the Holy Spirit. Divine seal. We're sealed in. We're chosen, but yet we're also protected by divine light through the Holy Spirit. And aren't you glad we're divine guaranteed? Divine guaranteed? Well, I'm guaranteed my relationship with Christ. As long as I keep that burning love for him, for her, it's going to be great. So thank you, Holy Spirit. And these are your our lessons tonight. Practice them. Remember them, take a picture of them, and apply that to your life. And his message is very clear. The idea of each of us stepping into the new, that the, our, our, our promise is the death is an undiscovered country. And the book he mentioned is, and it's right there, is the love is stronger than death. And so the question, again, presented itself, are you prepared to die? I mean, let's just think about what happened two weeks ago about in Florida with the condo coming crashing down and the many lives that have been lost or still be unrecovered. That was during the middle of the night. So are you prepared? to enter into paradise tonight, maybe. I mean, these are questions that are presented in a very loving way. But let's, if we planned out our life, did we plan about our next step, which is eternal? And that's just something I want you to position yourself in and contemplate, because it makes, it, it's, we are to be prepared. And prepared is such a beautiful thing. So did you create a map? Did you read a map? I know when I read a map, I kind of get crazy. I don't know where X, Y, Z, if especially when I'm traveling, I like to map it all out first and have it in my brain. So I at least have some sense of direction, regardless of what map that you're looking at or even perceive that. We can make a, a left, a right, a go straight, turn around. We have all these options. But I want you to know in the map of your life, where is it going? Where's it been? And where are you positioning? Are you positioning for that divine adventure? Because all of us are going to adventure there. One way or the other, we don't get to eternal until we leave this present. So in between, what's your map look like? I've learned following Christ, following the scriptures, that it's become a template for me. It's become a resting place. And it gives me peace knowing that God gives me these ideas, these thoughts, these scriptures. When I'm restless, he can bring me peace through his word. And if I know it came from God, my whole soul, my body just rests in that. And especially those who are suffering from pain, sickness, disease, maybe a lack of a job, a partner, whatever it might be. Maybe your pet just died. All these are questions. All these are question marks that sometimes rob our peace because we're trying to figure it out here. But it's actually that roadmap is here. And the scripture says the Holy Spirit resides within us as a temple. So that's my blueprint 
and hopefully you can create your own and allow God's grace to form that in your own being of light. The road to a mass. Most of you, many of you have know this scripture, read this scripture. It's all about when Jesus died and then he rose from the dead and then he appeared to these two gentlemen. And the interesting thought was, and I'll just read this shortly because I want to make a point here, but it, it makes sense to allow grace to, as they were talking and thinking about what had happened, Jesus came near and started walking alongside of them, but they did not know who he was. Hmm. Let's pause there. Jesus was just resurrected. These two gentlemen heard about Jesus. I'm sure the whispers, maybe they were there when he was crucified. And now they find out that he rose. So what situation in your life that you're facing right now that you do not know Jesus is right next to you? He's whispering words. Maybe it's the healing that um, you need to hear. Maybe it's the, the, the phone call you need to make. Maybe it's the person you need to serve. Maybe it's an elderly person. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's an adult child that needs help. Jesus is standing right next to us, talking like he did with these two gentlemen, but they didn't recognize him. So who is among you? That might be whispering in your ear. Maybe it's in your face that has been telling you, been encouraging you, do this and you will live. I really believe the Holy Spirit is using this, tapping into your heart and allowing that grace to make us aware of this divine adventure that each of us is on right now. I would say we're going to be divinely set up. We escape this world by entering to God's world, which is bigger, brighter, you know, like this heart, so expansive, so colorful, that we get us gets attracted to the mystery. And Jesus did appear to them, and it says when he broke bread, all of a sudden, his two disciples recognized who he was. So what in your life can you participate in? Maybe it's a meditation, maybe it's doing Eucharist, Maybe it's opening up the book of Psalms. Maybe it's reading your Jewish book. What is it that will bring you back to remembrance? Do this, Jesus said, and you will live. I think I'm going to pause right now and think I, the Holy Spirit wants to ask a couple questions. And I think I'm going to start with Miriam first. And Miriam, the, I haven't even entered into my talk. I'm just kind of getting the <laughs> setting up what I'm going to be speaking on, but Marion, have you ever been on either a vacation or something unexpected happened that you really didn't expect at all? And all of a sudden it shifted everything in your world. Yes. It's so perfect how this is always set up because I'd have an experience from just this past weekend, the 4th of July with, <laughs> with Ryan. And over the years, Ryan and I have really learned that even to even as much as we resist the idea of time off or vacation but there really isn't a time off or vacation and the more we allow that to be the reality and the truth the more that we tap into a flow that is beyond what we could imagine is 
possible and the messages and the way that it works. And that was very much this weekend. So Ryan and I had saw that it was really aligned for us to get away. Finally, it's been a really long time as most of us probably have been in a very long and for me personally, it's been a very intense year where I've been nonstop and I've barely taken any time off with helping all the businesses. So I was so excited that we finally got that we were going to be able to go away for a weekend. I was like, well, my time, my time. And, and you know, it was all perfect. Like, it, obviously, it was in, in flow and we miraculously found a, a place really easily. And it was like just its own beautiful spot. And, and so I'm thinking, yay, we're going to finally get this time, even though I know that it doesn't exist, but I still have my attachment to it. <laughs> so, and so as we are looking at the weather before going up to Tahoe, it starts looking very odd on our phone. And that was the first signal from a divine message or a divine intervention for us. And Ryan looked up some articles about there was potential for lightning storms and fires. And and so there was something going on in the field that we were like, huh, this is interesting. And it was just, it was definitely bizarre because my, even like the weather was changing so drastically in the weather app, like in even our phones were very different. Like what he had on his and mine was different. So we were both were like, okay, this is something that we're being called to pay attention to. So we just, we just allow that to be, and we go up to Tahoe and our first night we get there and we take a walk on the water and it's beautiful sunset, like just gorgeous. I was so happy. I was like, yay, I'm finally like in nature and I felt just relief. And we were walking on a path that went from beach to beach and just along the whole, like kind of the side of the lake. And it had like in a, in, it felt like just like in a second, all of a sudden the whole atmosphere changed and it became a 4th of July party scene along this, so, this road. And so like in the midst of like, I'm looking at the sunset enjoying and we're taking photos. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm not hearing the sound of the water anymore. I'm hearing loud music competing and people getting drunk and <laughs> puking. And I mean, it was like the most, the most intense <laughs> I haven't been in a a party scene like that in a long time. And so it was, it was very different. And, and so in initially my first reaction, I totally had a reaction of disgust and judgment of like, oh my God, this is so unconscious. And I like, how am I going to have my like beautiful, peaceful vacation and time off (laughs) when this is all happening? And of course I didn't even put it together. Tahoe, it's like the most popular weekend people go to visit there. It's the most crowded. It it was just very interesting. But as a, as that reaction arose in terms of being in, in the, in feeling that disgust in me, I realized like, Oh, like it's no different. Like I, it's the same, like the, um, they're just mirroring my own attachment to because I have the, still my attachment to my time. And, and then when I had that realization, I realized, oh, there's something bigger here for us. And that's when I realized that the messages that we were getting before about the weather was really a signal for us to be in prayer for that area. And that there was, there was sort of like a competing intention going on 
over the weekend of this unconsciousness that was in the field. And then also there was an intention for rain and other weather to come in to help squelch some of that potential. And we, so Ryan and I started realizing like we were actually being called to pray. We were being called to hold, like to, to tap into and remind ourselves to continue to tap into that space of prayer and holding that collective intention of whoever was holding that tension for the, the rain. Cause we could feel it. It wasn't, it was, there was group of group energy that was also holding that. And so it, it ended up happening where a lightning did strike and start a fire in a valley nearby. But then that night there was more rain than, than it had been anticipated in the, based on the apps and all of that. And it really rained hard and it cleared out. Like it was so beautiful too. Cause it like literally it started raining earlier in the day and it cleared out the entire beaches and it like all that party energy just kind of <laughs> on some level. And it was really amazing for us to witness this because I still, I still have a hard time re- believing that we are that powerful, you mm. know, how, how, um, how strong of an intention and prayer, how important it is. If we listen and we say yes, and we become the vessel and we are being what we are being called to be. And that, and that's really what this whole experience just reminded me of. It was like, oh, this is what it means to be. This is what it means to be the light in the world, to actually live this in a day-to-day moment. Because we didn't have the the vacation that we thought we were going to have, but it was exactly what we needed. I know that one for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll be sharing my own, but it so reflects that intention. And using the term escape, we're going to go to Lake Tahoe to have my me time. I know that's our selfish way of saying we're going to relax. But as you well know, as you had it, but then it was lost, but then it was returned because you touched the heart of where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be doing. And then it worked its way with you, with the climate, it cleansed. And again, isn't that what God's world is all about? Just helping us to release what we need to release. Beautiful story, Miriam, just beautiful. Thank you for sharing tonight. Well, my other friend, Francois, have you ever experienced anything that maybe rattled you? And then in the end, you went, oh my God, this was God. I mean, you probably only have one thing to share. <laughs> Go right ahead, my friend. I think your story is phenomenal. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Patrick. I like the question you asked Miriam about that time off or the escape and how we can escape through a vacation, for example, like Miriam was talking about. And also we can escape through work or hiding in the work. What came to mind to share with the community was a few years ago, I was gardening and as I'm just completely consumed by by the work and I became aware of conversation that was happening inside my head. And there was this, yes, I'm not crazy. I don't think, but there was this small, still voice. It was talking to a gentleman that I had just met a few days prior he was introduced to me very briefly. Uh, he was uh, by a friend of mine. And so I just said, hi, we dropped by at the pâtisserie where he was a chef pâtissier. So making goodies to eat. 
then we left. And so I'm, the voice is talking to him and is saying, don't kill yourself, Vincent. That's the name of that guy that I just met a few days ago, briefly. Your days of challenges and darkness are almost over. You're, you're almost through. And don't kill yourself. And I became aware of that conversation that was, had already happened, but I, I suddenly paid attention. And I was like, what was that? What is this conversation that's happening? It was very clear. It was very simple. It was just, just don't kill yourself. You're almost through with it. Don't kill yourself. And so I was like, well, what do I do with this? I, and I recognized, no, I'm not crazy. I recognized the voice of God, Padre. It was the voice of God. It's this beautifully subtle, loving, true voice, but it's very subtle. And I had to... Pay attention to it. And so I said, okay, God, I'm not going to enter the patisserie and say, hello, everybody. Hey, you, Vincent, I have a message for you. That's... And so I said, God, if you really want me to deliver this message that is so strange to this guy that I do not know, make it so, arrange a meeting, arrange that meeting. And so with that prayer done, I, a couple of days later, I'm walking downtown Avalon where that happened in that town. And he comes walking toward me. I was like, what a divine setup. How perfect. So I was like, there's no walking out of that one. And so I, I said, hey, Vincent, Francois, remember me? We met the other. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're Thierry's friend. I said, listen, I, I feel super weird saying this, but I have this strange message. Are you open to hearing this? And so he said, uh, yeah. Like, you know, what's that weirdo? So I said, okay, here's the message. Don't kill yourself, Vincent. Your days of challenges and darkness are almost over. You're almost through. Don't kill yourself. And I kind of looked at him to see if it's landing anywhere. And he didn't really respond. There was no signs that it was landing or anything. He was kind of just there. So I was like, all right, well, I did my job. Okay, <laughs> bye. See ya. And so, <laughs> so uh, that was done. And then uh, a few, uh, about a week later, I'm again walking downtown and... I run into him and he, he stops and he looks at me square in the eyes, his eyes welled up and he said, with tears, he said, do you know what, what you said the other day? Thank you. And in that moment, I knew that God had just used me to deliver a message and to save one of his beloved children. Wow. And you know, I was, I, was, I was reflecting too after that is actually that guy became a friend. And a few years later, we visited him in Southwest France with Christy. Oh, wow. He was married wow. and with a brand new baby. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's exceptional. I love that story. It's so beyond our world in a sense, but it actually is supposed to be our world if we're communing with the divine you heard the message you paused and then you put out a fleece to god god if this is you set it up but you obeyed the message you delivered the message sometimes those messages are very difficult and especially for a person you only was introduced once to but i loved you introducing are you open to a message so number two is you gave permission for them to accept it or not so I mean, both of those were healing principles to live by. And then now you get to hear the end of the story, which is phenomenal, of meeting him in France with his wife and newborn child. He could have missed on all of that. But it was because of your word that God gave you. 
that's incredible. And for each listener here, we do have a response to God's ability. And he whispers these beautiful thoughts, sometimes terrifying thoughts like Francois, that it has to hit the mark because it's the whole idea is to set the person free, to accept what's there and allow God's grace that says, God knows me. We're predestined. So he already knows what's going to happen. But you partook and you spoke the word and it became flesh and it became a healing for him. Beautifully said, Francois, huge. I wish all of us to live up to your boldness of hearing, responding to grace, and then delivering the message of healing for him. Huge. It reminds me of one of my first words of knowledge that I ever had. Ron Roth had a prayer group afterwards. He would do the healings. And then he said, anybody else wants further prayer, come forward. So people come forward for prayer. And I remember having this image of a, I was praying for this young lady. And I heard about, oh, you're going to get a divorce. And of course, you know, I don't know. I'm green with this. I have no idea. But I said, well, I hear you're struggling, you and your husband, and you're thinking of divorce. She did not like that at all. <laughs> she was adamant. Oh, my God. And it's like, no, no, no. And it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry. I apologize. Going to the next person. Long story short, this person actually chased me out of the church after the service, saying the same thing. You're a liar. You're not of God, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, a person who knew this person, of course, heard what I said to her, you know, and what, six months later, the couple ended in a divorce. So the Lord was trying to get her attention to be open to it. The Lord knows that maybe let's stay open to what the Lord wants to do. And I don't know if that's someone listening to here call tonight. There's an opening. Sometimes when, especially in my it means I have, to, I have to take a step outside the box. I have to escape this world and enter into God's world. And that is the world for miracles. That is the world that each you and I want. When we pray, we want to go there. And so I'm not boasting about what came through me, Francois, Miriam, when we heard this voice, we got to check in our spirits. It's just about entering into places of grace. And to me, that is that divine adventure. Miriam just talked about her vacation time. And I have, instead of the road to Emmaus, we had the road to Niagara Falls. <laughs> Early on in our ministry, Ron, and Roth, Ron Roth and I, because we used to do missions and healing retreats and all those things. So we decided we were going to do an official vacation time. We live in Illinois. We were going to head to Niagara Falls. And so we packed up the car and we decided that we were going to end up in Niagara Falls that evening because it would have been about seven hours. And I was used to traveling 12 to 15 hours a day driving. So that was not a leap at all. And so on the way, we decided to pick up A Course in Miracles. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> beautiful book, beautiful teachings, still beautiful today. That was back in the 1980s. And so we took the book along and we thought we'd start reading the lessons daily. We figured, well, we can ha handle this and on our way, I'm in Illinois, then we entered into Indiana on our way to New York, Niagara Falls, and the traffic stopped on the interstate. And I thought, well, that's odd. Back then, we didn't have cell phones or things like that to find out what was happening. And so, you know, so, okay, we just figured, okay, God's given us some pause. So Ron was reading the, the textbook. I was the driver. 
and it, and it was all about God's peace. This is my peace, the peace that passes all understanding. And then next level, this is not real. This cup isn't real. We could apply this traffic jam is not real. You know, we're trying to apply the principles. And but as time went on, the somebody in the car was getting a little more upset. <laughs> he didn't like to be boxed in. He'd, he'd like to be in control all then. Why is it stopping? And, and he was getting upset. And it's like, well, I'm trying to think of the peace that passes all understanding. We're trying to learn Course in Miracles, but we're not getting the message at all. And so what happened was we were stuck on the road for three hours. There must have been an accident. There must have been a death. So they closed down the interstate. And that was our start of our vacation, quote, quote. Or should I say that should have been the start of our lesson. But we didn't make the connection. So we plowed through after we got through, got to Niagara Falls. And our plan was to get a hotel there. Well, by the time we got in late, all of them were booked up. So we could not even have it. And it's like, to say we were a happy camper, <laughs> so we had to drive another hour in order to get a, a hotel room. And we could call it the vacation from hell because everything that we wanted, we didn't get. So even though we thought we were putting God first, we had our agenda first. And to me, we decided we would never go on vacation without a purpose, without a mission to serve other people. And to that day, that's also has happened. So this divine grace that's within us, this road to opportunity presents itself in ways that are, that are unexpected. So we try to escape our world and go on vacation, but now I escape in order to be in the presence of Yeshua, our Lord, our creator. And it's in that place that not only you and I can actually enter into, but also that possibility of allowing grace to transform us, to renew us, escape into the unknown. And you can use this as a metaphor to apply it to your life. E is expect the unexpected. When challenges come, when opportunities of growing come, we need to just pause and reflect. And S means stop thinking and start listening with your heart. And just like Francois did, just like Miriam did, you pause, you questioned, and then you got the answer. It's really that easy. And then commit to the moment of truth. What is real? What is happening? And allow God to speak, the universe to speak to us. And normally it's about an appointed time. God wants you to do this. Or God wants you to pray. God wants you just to hold, be, be still and know I am God. Then there's that thing called practice the presence. To me, it's about your divine relationship with, with Yeshua. It really holds that, the pattern of grace, but it also executes the plan. Remember, if we're predestined, God already knew that you were going to take this trip to Lake Tahoe or that you were going to have this impression of your friend, and God wanted you to deliver that. For me, it's like being on vacation. The best vacation I know is in the presence of God because I have the fullness. I have the, the abundance. I have everything that I need is in God's presence. So if we can enter into that place, that gift of God, 
that's the most important thing. And I believe the Holy Spirit is stirring that. Jehovah Jireh, that's one of the names of God, is he is our provider. So everything we need to escape to is provided for us. That's his presence. I am, I am already enough. I'm already chosen. Isn't that an incredible gift of, of worship? You know, it really stirs my heart to listening to that. And it affirms what I already know about God's presence in my life. But that affirmation is also in your life. You're already enough. You're already loved by God. You're already chosen. You're predestined. And God wants to encounter him again in this prayer time. Many of you have physical needs, emotional needs, financial needs. Whatever that need is, God is enough. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He has it all. And if we enter into that grace tonight, when we connect with the spirit, that healings, um, miracles happen because of God's love wants to pour out his, her presence in your life. And I know that's stirring in your heart already. The Holy Spirit is already here. The angels are already ministering to you. Some of you are already crying and already receiving that gift of healing. So we're just going to allow Miriam and then Francois and then myself just open up their, your, their hearts and pray for you for gifts of healing for yourself. Miriam. Every experience is an opportunity for freedom. And all we need to do is accept what is, what's right in front of us. So we open our hearts, we open ourselves to fully and completely receive your love. We are fully exposed in your presence. And we say, take us, scrub us, purify us. Help us to know a new meaning of joy, a new experience of living outside the self as servants to be. Thank you for this freedom. Thank you for the gift of gratitude that we have the opportunity to say thank you in every moment, in every experience. That we have the opportunity to know that your hands are holding us and guiding us and that your love is everywhere. Thank you. We receive, we receive, we receive, amen. Amen and amen. God, you're more than enough. Thank you, Miriam. How about you, Francois? Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for pouring out your blessings, your love, your healing. 
and brothers and sisters today here on this call together as we're receiving the pouring blessings of God. The voice is saying, for you who is having legal issues, God is saying, I got you. I got you. I got your back. Don't worry. Turn to me. I got you. Some people here are having health issues, including cancers. And God is saying, I'm giving you a new body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm giving you a new body. And those are financial, financial issues. God is saying, I'm restoring the years that the locusts have eaten. It is happening now. So be open in this moment. Receive. And those who are having relationship issues with brothers, sisters, family, parents, nieces, nephews, or with community, within the community maybe, God is saying, make amends. I will help. I will be there. Wherever there is love, I will be there. Try. Do your best. Where there's depression, God is saying, at the bottom, exactly where we, you are, maybe just one more step, but right there, you will find me. I'm here. And so God is saying in this very moment, because there's a few people, uh, th three, no, four people on this call and that will be listening later that are considering committing suicide. And God is now saying to tell me to remember God's message to Vincent. Don't kill yourself. You're almost through with it. It's, it's almost over. The darkness is almost, just hang on. Don't kill yourself. So in this very moment, I say, thank you, God. Thank you for your blessings and the miracles. I receive them. I say, yes. And I pray that the community takes a step today, elevates, find just that one more step of faith and with great courage steps into the unknown with this great journey, the greatest journey of them all to enter the mystery, truly enter the mystery with the greatest faith. Amen. Amen. Oh, I so listen to the Holy Spirit speaking through you, Francois and Miriam, that just I'm asking the people just to grab onto their words, their faith, their spoken decrees, because it's in and in agreement with that divine grace just takes us and manifests as the healing of the body, the soul, and the spirit. In the same way with, I feel some people have tumors that are dissolving now, blood clots, they're dissolving now. Just allow grace, allow the angels to do their work. Allow the entities of the casa to do surgery on you right now. Just come Holy Spirit. I just pop that belief that nothing can happen here. We just listen to God is enough, always enough. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. In the same way with Francois, the depression, I also get that. And we're just going to i break that spirit of death over you because it's um, depressing you. It's your present situation doesn't look good. But in God's eyes, it's that resurrection power that breaks the illusion and the healing of the body the soul, the spirit, the finances, the legal issues. It's broken in the name of Jesus. And in its place, divine life, divine breath, the ruha of God begins to now infiltrate any darkness, any fear, any doubt, the arthritis throughout the body. I just break that through the name of Jesus. I set you free. And part of that, in that equation, arthritis is a crippling. So whatever negative thoughts we have and we could 
I could use the term forgiveness. I know Francois talked about forgiving people. That's high on my list. I'm going to say, well, I don't know who I need to forgive. Just ask God and don't fret with it. But just ask God, who do I need to forgive? And say, and then once it's revealed, say, God, help me to forgive them. It's a simple little step, but it's that action about obeying and asking the second question of saying, how do we do that? God opens the door for that. So also the diabetes, and especially with the blood, anything to do with the blood, I just command in the name of Yeshua, divine life. I speak life into these bodies right now. And I, I pray through the name of Jesus, that divine transfusion of Jesus' blood who shed himself so that we might have full life. So I just see that with the angels and the saints, the divine surgery, a divine transplant now. Come, Holy Spirit. Kidneys. I just speak to the kidneys now. It has to do with that diabetes, but also the arthritis. Maybe it's one person has all of these, but I just sense now the Holy Spirit with the entities of the casa to work, doing divine surgery on you right now. I thank you, O Lord of God. Either teeth, gum issues, just God's divine light, just grab a hold of it. It's yours. The scripture says you're already enough. So as we enter into God's promises, these decrees, the blessings, the healings that take place. And I said I would pray for Dave and say, thank you, God, for his healing today. Thank you for that transformation that's taking place, the miracles that are manifesting in a beautiful and joyous way. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the healing of our community, healing of our nation. I bless the present situation, the Biden-Harris administration, Father, just release your ministering gifts of wisdom, of insight, and may the hearts of the divine open for them so they can hear clearly to serve the people, to serve the people. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for our governors, our mayors, our senators, our representatives. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for changing their hearts, changing their minds, and seeing what is necessary Somebody here with a, a heart palpitation or heart problems, whether it's feeling like a heart attack taking place, I just speak now peace to your heart, peace to your present situation, peace in your world and in our world. And anyone who has pain, I just speak to that pain now. Come, Holy Spirit. May that divine energy that raised Jesus from the dead resurrect within you all discomfort all illness all disease and in its place divine flow of divine light divine love i thank you O lord our god for that great grace today and i seal in the good work of the holy spirit in your life in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen Go in the peace that passes all understanding. I thank you for joining us. Prayers about an energy. Prayers about holding our intentions with God, with each other. And in that place, there's a divine circle that happens. And so we are one in the spirit. So I thank Reverend Miriam and also my novice, Francois, for being our guest tonight. And next week, we'll have our novice, Francois, be teaching and come, come back, come listen again, and may you have a beautiful week, and we'll see you next week. But thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Francois. Thank you, our listeners, for tuning in tonight. God bless.